In the name of one God who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, another good morning to you all. Welcome to Church of Our Savior this morning. I was curious if I could start out our sermon time by asking you, what time is it? What time is it? Not the time, what time is it? Have I confused you all, trying to making you think too much on the hot summer day? I'm curious, I'll give you a little more of a hint. In the liturgical calendar, what time is it? We are in the season of Pentecost. Today is the second Sunday of Pentecost, also known as ordinary time. But if you heard that gospel, there is not much ordinary about what we had in our gospel this morning. I could only assume it's as if Jesus and his disciples, one of them said something like, we are no longer in Kansas anymore, Toto. (laughs) Now, it is up to interpretation which one of the disciples had the nickname Toto, but I will leave that to you. But did you hear that bizarre story that we, that I just read from the eighth chapter of Luke. Let me set up a little context for you, and then we're going to dive back into it to just consider how we are not in ordinary time at all. Here in the calendar, we just had two weeks ago a fantastic remembrance and celebration of Pentecost. And last Sunday was Trinity Sunday, two very big feast days in our and other traditions. And the summer, which it just flipped officially because of the solstice on Friday, we are in this, this period in which our secular calendar tells us it's time to rest. And maybe we have a little party hangover from uh, Pentecost and Trinity Sunday, last Sunday. So naturally, we take a little breath in the summertime as we get to ordinary time. But I want to show you there's no time to rest. There is time for Sabbath rest, which we will find, but we have work to do. As it is not ordinary, things have turned very extraordinary in our gospel this morning. What you didn't hear right before we jump into the gospel reading this morning, Jesus and his disciples have just gone out on the Sea of Galilee. And this is that famous story where things are going great and then a big storm kicks up. And apparently giant waves and the disciples were fearful of their life being caught in the storm on the sea. And they look to Jesus, their their master and teacher, and they say, where is he? This storm is coming and he is nowhere to be found. He is somewhere sleeping taking a nap during in the throes of the storm. And they go and find him and wake him up and say, we're all going to (laughs) die in one form or fashion. And Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith, where is your faith? And he gets up and by his voice, he commands the storm to stop. Clear. And that is the scene that is leading us into the gospel we have today. One extraordinary miracle by his voice stopping the storm. And here they are out on the ship. 
Maybe they're a little tired from what they've just seen and experienced. Not sure the text does not tell us, but they have left Galilee and they have left the region of the Hebrews and the Jews and they had gone to the southwest of the Sea of Galilee where it is Gentile land, the territory of the Gentiles. And so Jesus steps up and his disciples, they dock there, they step onto the dock, and then they are greeted by something very bizarre and something very dark. Imagine, you being from Florida, you have probably been on a cruise or something similar where maybe you dock at a port in another country. And before you go through customs, there's a man with no clothes there trying to sell you something. It's a similar scene we have as Jesus and the disciples step off the dock into this bizarre and dark scene. A man in no clothes that is said to be possessed by many demons, not by one little one, by thousands of them. How do we know that? Because Jesus asked the demon, we don't ever get the name of the actual man that they meet on the dock. They actually, he's speaking to the demons who answer, what is your name? And the demon says, legion. Now that doesn't have to do with an actual name. It's a number. If you know anything about Roman military history, a legion was a battalion that had five to 6,000 men. So we translate from that that this man had been demon-possessed by many, five to 6,000 demons in one little man. Can you imagine? And we hear as the story unfolds, we hear that this man has no home. He makes his home in the cemetery among the graves of the dead. Can you imagine any of that type of life? That your life has been found in a dark place. Something has led you there and you find it perfect to roll out your little sleeping bag and sleep in the cemetery. This man that Jesus and his disciples encounter has encountered something. Demon possession that has led him to a dark place in his life where he needs something larger than himself to save him and to take him out of it. And and as as if it is not bizarre enough, the story keeps unfolding and the demons recognize after Jesus says, what is your name? They ask or they say, please don't send us to the abyss. abyss." They recognize the authority that is there with Jesus and his disciples. They beg him, please don't send us back to the abyss. Let us go into the pigs, which are just over there, into the swine. And it says Jesus allows it. He even has compassion somewhat on the demons as they leave the man, the unclean spirits. They go into a a flock of pigs or whatever you call them, a gathering of pigs, swine. And those pigs run off the cliff into water and drowned. Bizarre, bizarre story. And then we hear what happens to the man as he encounters Jesus. As Jesus steps off the ship, he steps right into the darkness and sheds his light. And this man's life is changed. Now, what are we to do in the 21st century? 
with the story about demon possession, about nakedness and pigs running off of a cliff. This is the reminder for us this morning. As we, I said, we are not just in ordinary time. These, this is an extraordinary circumstance an experience, and an extraordinary story. It reminds us as Christians that our lives have been changed as well. We live the resurrection life. And that Holy Spirit we remembered and celebrated at Pentecost two weeks ago still falls on us daily so we can walk in power. And Christ, through the Holy Spirit, is still stepping into the darkness and shining his light. Demon possession for all of us may be a very weird thing to talk about. For some, they know what that means. But for all of us, we know what it is to be in dark places. There are those times and those circumstances within when we look at ourselves in the mirror and say, what was I thinking? Why did I act that way? Or with people that we love, when that diagnosis comes unexpectedly and changes our lives forever. Pride, fear, slander, malice, so many things. We know darkness. I don't know how you walked on this sacred campus this morning. Everything could be hunky-dory, or maybe this is your break your one hour or two of solace as you step here and you're escaping something that plagues you or bothers you as you head back out into the real world to live the rest of your week. We all know darkness. And if you don't, praise God, for at some time the brokenness of this world will rear its ugly head and find you. Demon possession in our culture can mean a lot of different things, but we know what it is to battle our own demons. But here we have this reminder of the resurrection life, the Holy Spirit, resurrection power, grace like rain falling on us when we head back out into the world. Your lives, just like the demon-possessed naked man, have been changed. In his encounter, we hear that he is now clothed and in his right mind. And because of his experience in coming into, the con into contact with Christ, with Jesus and his disciples, he is forever changed for the better. He is healed. And it's astonishing the reaction of the people in the city around him. Those that witnessed some of it went and said, something strange has happened. That man, you know, the village nut that slept down there in the cemetery, something's changed within him. He has been healed and he is walking around with Jesus and his disciples. Those that didn't witness that with their own eyes, we hear that they were terrified. And they actually asked Jesus to leave because some kind of power had just happened that scared them to death. Those that saw it embraced it. And those that didn't see it, that heard about it, but had an experience of it, asked Jesus to leave. And we hear Jesus get, and the disciples get back on the boat to head back to Galilee. But this man, the demon-possessed man that was set free from the unclean spirits, from the darkness that was burdening him, he wanted to go with him, begged Jesus, take me with you. And Jesus, hinting 
There are things in front of me I must go face. His death and then his rising again and his ascension to make place in the kingdom of heaven for when all of us go home, for when that time comes. But he tells the man, I have set you free. And that is not to be hoarded, but go tell others about it. Go home. Live the life of grace and walk in the resurrection life because you have been healed and you have been touched by me. And our beautiful text ends off this morning by saying that's exactly what the man did. No longer being burdened and in a dark place, but free to live a new life walking in the power of the resurrection and the power of the Holy Spirit, he goes and proclaims it to all the town around him. That's our great remembrance this morning. From a bizarre story comes an extraordinary reminder for all of us that we still walk that same resurrection life because of his death, his coming again in the resurrection We all have that hope to look forward to. When dark times find you, Jesus is still stepping into the darkest of moments and bringing his hope and bringing his light. And that would be my prayer for you and hope for you this morning. If you come and you are in one of those dark moments now, may grace and mercy like rain find you. As you leave this morning, may you find solace here in the preaching of the word, in the prayers, and in the sacrament, which we are about to partake in. May you know more and more the freedom that comes in the life of resurrection through our Christ. All praise be to him who made it possible for all of us. Amen.